You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Friday, November 1st, All Saints Day. Happy birthday, husband. And happy birthday, Mr. Golseth. <laughs> um, we have uh, some, some uh, I, I think, very important stories to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ uh, affected by the fires in California. We're going to share those uh, with you in just a moment. Mm -hmm. And uh, coming up later on today, stick around for chapel at 10 a.m. Central, Mm -hmm. All Saints Day Chapel here at the International Center on KFUO. Hope you can stick around for that as well. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us by phone this morning, the Reverend Dr. Mike Gibson, President of the Pacific Southwest District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Dr. Gibson, thanks for being our guest this morning. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Also joining us by phone, Pastor Mike Lang, President of the California, Nevada, Hawaii District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. President Lang, thanks for being our guest this morning. Yeah, my pleasure, too. Thank you. Uh, the, the the wildfires that uh, have affected uh, a good portion of uh, our friends, our brothers and sisters in Christ in California, impact both of your districts. Mm-hmm. We'll start with President Gibson, the Pacific Southwest District. Um, how have the, how, where and how have the, the fires impacted um, the, the saints of your district? We've got fires uh, burning currently in about uh, about four locations. Uh, one of them just came up last night uh, up northwest of Los Angeles that is uh, not at, contained at all at this point, and it's bro- going pretty fast. Uh, we have a congregation up there in that area in Santa Paula, uh, one of our Hispanic congregations that um, haven't had a chance to connect with them yet uh, today. Uh, but the rest of our churches, they're all safe. Um, the congregational members, we've had reports of some minor roof damage from embers and such. But we thank God that uh, none of the folks, at least that we're aware of at this point, have had any significant damage uh, to their buildings or to their own personal safety. Uh, a lot of fear that's the thing that happens here. When the uh, Santa Ana winds start blowing every fall, uh, we all hold our breaths. Uh, we're all afraid uh, because of the of the fires that we know are coming. It's not like they're not going to come. Uh, we haven't had rain here since May. Uh, that's just the way it is uh, in California. And so everything gets really, really dry. Last winter, we had some of the highest rainfall we'd had in probably a decade or so. And when everyone was excited, but the problem is it grows great fuel. And all of that burns then uh, once the fires start. So if there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of uh, that kind of uncertainty that happens um, every time the wind starts to blow. President Ling, how have the fires affected your district? The uh, the most well-known fire presently is the Kincaid fire, which uh, I understand this morning is more than 50% contained. I, I don't have that as a verified number, but... It had uh, caused the exodus of or the evacuation of of, of two large towns, uh, Healdsburg and and Windsor, California. Healdsburg is one of the places where we have a have a congregation. And uh, interestingly enough, that congregation was initially listed as an evacuation site uh, for the Kincaid fire. But when when the uh, high winds began to blow, they they practiced a, a really something new, and that is they evacuated way ahead of time, uh, getting getting everyone out of the towns. Uh, that allowed the first responders to do 
to, to really respond in such a way as, as, as probably was able to prevent the, the flames from coming into the town at all. Um, the, most of what was burned was on the edges of, of those towns and, and others as it proceeded towards the coast. There were many other, there were many other communities that were, were also evacuated all the way to the coast. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that. Uh, what what Pastor Gibson says talks about, or President Gibson talks about, is is really uh, significant and, and consistent all up and down California. And it's really a lack of a lack of rain, but also not only the dry fuel that is grown during the wet season, but also uh, a lack of tending of our forests. Um, we have. Uh, we have just a whole lot of dry tinder in our forests from the uh, from the boar beetle, and uh, that has left a lot of, of tinder in our forests all over California. And uh, that's one of the reasons why, between that and an aging electric uh, or power infrastructure, uh, one of the reasons why our, our, our people every time uh, every time the power goes up or the wind goes uh, the wind goes up or the power goes off. Uh, it, there's there's anxiety, and that's something that's kind of new to us, um, largely because of the devastation of last year's Paradise Fire that took the entire town. Mm-hmm. Um, while Southern California had some similar episodes, uh, that was that was uh, devastating in the fact that it was driven by not only a, a chance uh, a chance start from a from a, a uh, from electrical transformer, but then also also, uh, the high winds, which just uh, spread the fire at uh, unbelievable rates. So there's a there's a lot of anxiety and fear, and I think one of the things that we struggle with is, as a, as a state, Christian, non-Christian, is uh, is really who is it that we trust in, and we find ourselves trusting in things that are that are not our Lord and Savior, that are not our King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, these fires have been in the news so much lately, and, and I, I just heard this morning too about the Kincaid fire, and the, the outcome of that being much better than uh, than the outcomes of so many of the other fires recently. So um, thanks be to God for that, uh, that they had that foresight to, to evacuate beforehand. Uh, what is the church doing um, to help the, the neighbors who have lost property or, or have damaged property in these fires or in previous fires? Uh, what, is, what is the church, what are your districts doing to help? help uh, the people who have those physical losses? That's a real good question. You know, that's and one of the things kind of hard. Go ahead. Go ahead, right. Mike. Okay. All right, Michael. Thank you. Uh, what's tough right now um, is there's really no way to respond in the moment. Uh, this is one of those crisis kind of moments. And uh, we've got people helping people just like it would happen in any crisis anywhere. Um you know, we, we hear it affects everyone uh, from the wealthiest uh, to the poorest. We had uh, a story in the news the other day that uh, LeBron James of the L.A. Lakers uh, got evacuated with his family at 2 o'clock in the morning. He walked in and out of three hotel lobbies that turned him away. Hmm. (laughs) You can imagine that uh, before he found a hotel that would be able to bring his family in. So that kind of connection of relationships uh, is what we're trying to emphasize. One of the things that we've done uh, to provide assistance going forward is – to provide our pastors in their day-to-day ministry with the resources to help people with immediate needs. Uh, When you start talking about rebuilding homes and entire devastated uh, neighborhoods, um, that's way beyond a local church's ability to assist. But the relational people of peace 
um, contribution that we can make. And then we additionally try to load up our pastors with uh, gift cards to Home Depot, to Walmart or Target or wherever. If people have lost those things and had to walk away in an emergency evacuation, uh, they need basic things. They need diapers and formula. They need, uh, you know, clothing for uh, their kids and maybe a teddy bear that got left behind that could be a place of comfort for uh, for a little one. So those those are some of the, the real important things that we've been doing in the immediate days following the fire. And then we work uh, throughout Southern California with an organization uh, that's been created called uh, iLERT, which is the Interlutheran Emergency response team that is specifically designed to help support and empower churches and individuals with fires and earthquake response. Uh, and then coming in after that, they do a lot of advanced preparation for congregations to be ready to go. Um, one of, I know a couple, I think it's two of our congregations in our district have iLERT trailers where they can drive those trailers directly into um, the affected areas and provide immediate resources and assistance with some of those things that they stock uh, within the trailers. So those are some of the things that are going on in PSD as we try to provide that care. President Lang, uh, how how do you see the, the church serving in the community, especially in the immediate response in the, immediately after such a, a devastating event? Um, we know that there are opportunities as well in the long term. You're, you're asking about the immediate response? Right. Yes, sir. Uh, well, one of the things I would just emphasize that President Gibson just said is that immediate response really happens relationally, and uh, organization for immediate response is is, is not uh, is not like an event that that happened and then is over. Uh, the reality is is the fire the fires are still burning. They burn for they burn for a, a week or two weeks, and they leave that uh, they leave that effect. And so the trauma goes goes on. And so the, that relational response is really the most important thing that can be brought. One of the things that we do up here, and I'm sure all over, it's very familiar all over the uh, United States that is done, is is, uh, is really the work of the comfort dogs um, and the people that come alongside of them. And uh, those those comfort dogs, many times as they go to, to a community, uh, not just to an evacuation center, but to a community afterwards as, as people are moving in and they're sorting through either the devastation or trying to get their life uh, kind of back in a new set of normal. Uh, those comfort dogs coming into schools, homes, public places, uh, coming alongside even first responders have been just a, a, a real hit and very important. Even even with the first responders up on the fire lines, uh, comfort dogs have been able to come into their into the area where they're having respite and uh, been able to offer uh, peace, encouragement, uh, and also the prayers that uh, come alongside their handlers uh, that, that also are there. Um, we will do some of the same type of things that, uh, that President Gibson was talking about with the iAlert. We have something in Northern California called TriAlert, uh, and uh, and a trailer that belongs to the uh, to the district as well that goes from some from uh, place to place. However, uh, one of the things that we're still looking at since since uh, some of our congregations just returned yesterday uh, to their locations is is uh, what is needed in those communities. Uh, and every fire is different. 
Sometimes it's uh, sometimes uh, you know there's uh, complete devastation of a town or area, and other time other times what you're what you're looking at is is really uh, uh, more of a community center approach where we're assisting people with their immediate needs because their power's been off for several days, mm-hmm. or or simply uh, offering other things that uh, that are necessary, such as as uh, President Gibson described. But uh, the the most important thing uh, is always going to be is always going to be a sense of, of presence. We earn that right by actually preparing ahead of time and uh, making sure that our, our congregations are part of the community and in the fabric of the community ahead of time. So that community involvement is is urged all over our, our areas, both in both of our districts, simply because uh, you can't be part of the community only in, part, in times of struggle. Uh, it, it, it is something that uh, that needs to be needs to be uh, pursued prior to the events. We're talking with President Mike Lang, President of California, Nevada, Hawaii District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and President Mike Gibson of the Pacific Southwest District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, about the, the recent fires, the current fires in California. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. We need to take a quick break. We'll be right back right after this. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We're talking with President Mike Gibson of the Pacific Southwest District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and President Mike Lang of the California, Nevada, Hawaii District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, about the recent fires in California. Yeah, we've heard a lot about these fires in the news lately, um, all of the devastation and uh, the, the fear and anxiety that go along with these fires as well. And, and I don't live anywhere near a fire zone, but just listening to the news reports, it makes me uh, fearful and anxious uh, just thinking about the things that people are going through. Um, um, Pastor Gibson, President Gibson, can you can you paint a picture of what um, what this fear and anxiety is like and how that has become uh, much more of the norm uh, recently because of all of these fires that have happened right for instance uh, we talk about the fall as being the fire season Uh, it's part of life now it's what we expect to happen we never know where it's going to break out it could be in san diego county tomorrow it could be in the mountains of uh, southern california the day after Um, it's caused by natural things like you know, uh, sparks and fires that come from, uh, from, from lightning, if we ever had the dry lightning during the summer without the rain. Um, and it just creates this constant uncertainty. When we feel the temperatures rising in the fall, when we're in the 90s, when we should be in the low 70s, uh, and the winds start to blow, everyone's holding their breath. 
Imagine being in a neighborhood where helicopters are flying low and dropping water in your neighborhood or up in the the fire uh, that's going on in Northern California. Imagine a 747 with fire retardant flying down over your community to drop uh, its its special gift of that bright red retardant. Um, That's terrifying stuff. And you can imagine the children and the families that are struggling to provide some sense of normalcy when they're in that sort of a reality. Um, And it's more important for us all the time uh, as church to be planning and prepared Um, So much of Southern California, I mean, there's 24 million people in Southern California alone. You've got to add up Missouri, Illinois, Nebraska, and Iowa in order to get that many people. Uh, And we're so compacted, um, and the fire can break out anywhere. Not so much in the neighborhoods and the big cities, because they're all concrete. But it's always there, and it's always affecting someone that we know or a congregation that's nearby. So that that anxiety, that that piece of that place of fear, uh, is something where we can come in with the gospel and speak that hope throughout the year into the lives of folks, so that when fire season comes, we're able to hopefully <laughs> the Holy Spirit's got that word reminding them of the presence of their God who is with them always, and that baptismal promise they can count on. Absolutely. President Ling, um, t- tell me a little bit more about uh, the toll that, that this uh, fear takes on people in your district and, and how the gospel does address uh, address that fear and, and what the church can do in, in preparation and, and in the midst of these fires uh, to bring people hope and, and hopefully peace as well. Well, I was up at an 80th anniversary celebration on, on uh, Saturday and Sunday in Redding, California, and you may remember that... Uh, uh, we had a, a rather devastating fire up in Redding last year that uh, took much of uh, the forest around uh, Shasta and Whiskey Town, as well as uh, much uh, some of the town of Redding and and surrounding communities as well. And we were uh, we we knew that uh, power outages were were coming for some people that had already come as we were celebrating together the banquet that night and uh and we knew that there were high winds and it was uh it was interesting that that became part of the conversation even at the anniversary celebration and and then just just uh uh overt and uh and uh, reminders that did not just come from the pastor or from myself but came from from uh from the different members of the congregation about uh about what did it mean to to trust in in a God who was who was bigger than all of these things? Uh, what did it mean that uh, the the most important things were were were, were life with what uh, life with God and, and eternal life and even bigger than houses and and family and and all of those other things that we make as God? So that was that was part of the subtle con conversation around the fabric of the table at least at my table that uh that uh was being talked about and i i think part of that is just that uh that uh connection from pastors like pastor brian cummins who has been through something like that in the past uh i think about the way that pastor brandon merrick down in paradise has dealt with that and the way that uh the way that uh, Pastor Mark Airy and Good Shepherd in Healdsburg will will be continuing to do that, or Pastor Jim Byer in in Santa Rosa, California. But it's not just the pastors; it is the people who uh, uh, engender that truth and and then speak it in their neighborhoods. 
and uh, speak it not just with the word, but but speak it with their with their care and their calm and their their love for their neighbors. Uh, that's that's a powerful thing. President Lang, how can your brothers and sisters in Christ support you? What are your needs during this time as you're given to serve, as your congregations are given to serve in the communities that are affected by these fires? Well, I think uh, one is just understanding uh, the difference of, of uh, different, understanding and praying through the difference of, uh, of a devastation like a fire that where the trauma goes on and on. And, and then any time after that where you see a tendril of smoke, uh, uh, people in towns begin to ask, is it time to evacuate? I mean, they, be, they become hypersensitive to that. But I would say not, not just uh, while, while sending money and gifts is always a, a, is always a good thing, uh, the reality is, is, is your prayers, your encouragement, uh, your, your understanding of the uniqueness of this, that it's far beyond rebuilding and money. Uh, it's, uh, it's really about a, a sense of, of spiritual welfare. And, and uh, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of not only uh, prayers, but uh, people who reach out to family, friends, uh, other members, and, and communicate, uh, sometimes even praying along with them. Um, the training that, uh, that we receive ahead of time, not just to, to go in and help after the devastation, but uh, to be a physical presence. Uh, that's uh, those are those are just uh, big things that our congregation can do, and then the aftercare of people. Uh, our our Senate as a whole has been really good to to uh, offer aftercare for uh, for pastors and leaders who have been through uh, the trauma of caring for a community sometimes for uh, years afterwards uh, as they affects. Uh, continue to to be on that community, and that's uh, that's also uh, you know that's also a powerful thing that that aftercare. We often think, well, it's done; they're all right. Uh, but uh, but recognizing the the trauma that they have taken on and have lived through sometimes themselves, uh, and and then on behalf of other people, uh, that's that's really important to to uh, the ongoing health of our of our leaders. President Gibson, how can your brothers and sisters in Christ support you and the saints of the Pacific Southwest District? I think the important part um, President Lang has addressed is the realities of prayer, asking and praying for peace, uh, for fear to be gone uh, because of the confidence of who we have and who we are in Christ. Uh, Those are critical pieces. Please remember, though, as he's mentioned, too, the, the long-term effect. He can speak even better about it than I, because in a community that is completely devastated, like Paradise, they lost their congregation. They lost just not only their building, but their people moved away. Uh, other affected areas, uh, so many people are burned out that they leave the communities. And many of those people are active and supporters of congregations who now all of a sudden have not only an attendance drop, but a significant uh, drop in their support. These are realities when communities disappear and entire neighborhoods are gone. Um, imagine the fact that, you know, I think it's over the last two fire seasons, we've had 21,000 homes destroyed. That's 80% of the, of the new home builds in the state of California in the last uh, period of time. Uh, that That's an amazing number when you think about the affected families. So, Think long-term, pray for the long-term support, 
uh, and for the sustaining ability of those uh, of God's work in those pastors and congregations to be in there for the long haul. Thanks be to God for uh, all that he has provided, too, in the midst mm-hmm. of this as well. Thanks to be to God for the first responders mm-hmm. who have worked so diligently and, and, and uh, gone into harm's way to, uh, to provide for so many people. Gentlemen, thank you so much for sharing with us uh, the, the news from your districts and, uh, and how we can help support you and certainly will be in our prayers as well. The Reverend Dr. Mike Gibson, President of the Pacific Southwest District, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Dr. Gibson, thanks for being our guest today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. The Reverend Mike Lang, President of the California, Nevada, Hawaii District of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. President Lang, thanks for being our guest today. Thank you, Andy and Sarah. Appreciate your time and your willingness to talk with us. Absolutely. God's blessings. Well, blessed All Saints Day to everyone. As I mentioned earlier, stick around for chapel coming up at 10 o'clock today. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be uh, All Saints service here at the Chapel International Center, and I assume special music today? Special is, music today. So there will be, is, is the choir singing today? There's a quartet singing. Aha. Uh-huh. Are you we, in that quartet? I am in that quartet. Uh-huh. <laughs> I knew that that would be coming up soon. <laughs> that does it for the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs> Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.